Hi. How are you? Oh, crap. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I couldn't fucking do the Zoom. My computer won't work, so I couldn't do a Zoom. Oh, that's all right. And I, I didn't think you want to be looking at me anyway this evening. No, I don't mind. I don't uh, mind. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, no. Yeah, um, yeah, how, uh, there's no point saying how fucking is, um, what did the vet say? Um, well, I took him yesterday because he's been a bit poorly since Christmas Eve. Um, and sort of just said, like, you know, just give him a once over and everything. And she listened to his chest and she's like, I can't hear his heart on the right side of his chest. And I was like, oh, that's not good. Um, so she was like, we need to do x-rays because he's got lymphoma. So, right. you know, it's it's in his system. Um, and uh, so then he went for x-rays this morning. And I knew I've had a, my intuition's quite good. And I've had an inkling for a while, so it wasn't quite right. Um and then he went for x-rays and they phoned to say that he's got lesions um, all over his lungs. Um, so I'm getting a second opinion because they're just vets. So I want a second opinion from an oncology vet. But it's right. pretty, I mean, you know, it, it, it's, you know, it's going to be what it's going to be. There's no treatment. So, um, yeah, so basically it's palliative care. Um, and I was like, well, how long do you think he's got? And they were like, we can't tell you. It could be six weeks. It could be six months. So, yeah. Um, and that's kind of where we're at now, really. Um, just trying to, yeah, I don't know, man. It's hard. It's hard because his head is, you know, his head is still young. Yeah. Uh, his body. <laughs> yeah, sure. That's. You know, I'd imagine dogs are like humans. They don't uh, age in their mind, you know. No. Yeah. They don't age. Uh, they don't uh, age up there. He's a proper fighter as well. Like, I mean, he's, his prognosis for the lymphoma was two years, and he smashed that. Mm. He's about two and a half now. Um, so he doesn't give up very easily. Um which kind of makes it a bit harder because I know he won't he won't just look at me and go, "Hey, mom, I'm tired. I'm done now." He'll fight, right, um, nice. which is going to make it, I think, you know, a tough decision. Um, yeah, it's just you know, it's just could have done without him, you know, without this so soon. Really, I mean, it was always on the cards, but it's just shitty timing. <laughs> it's really shitty timing. Yeah. Especially with everything else that's, you know, come up against yeah. you. Yeah, I just feel like, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's unfortunately triggered a lot um, with my ex again. Because um, yeah. I've had to, you know, I've been in contact with him. He's been isolating since Christmas Eve with COVID, so he hasn't been able to do any dog care whatsoever. So it's all been on me. Right. Um, you know, talking to him and explaining what's going on and, you know, the vet says this, the vet says that and, uh, you know, him going, oh, I just want to get a negative test so I can come and I can hug you and I can be there for you. And it's like, no, I don't want you here for me. You can't just jump in whenever you feel like it. 
Um, so he's, yeah, and he's, you know, being quite nasty in the sense that, you know, I'm, I'm venting a bit because Derek's very upset. So Derek is venting. He's getting quite angry. Um, unfortunately, I've sent a couple of messages where I've gone, oh, crap, why have I sent that? And it's, you know, it's, it's just been, you know, it's just started all of the triggers again. And, you know, I was getting to that point where, you know, I wasn't angry with him anymore. And now I'm angry with him again. And, and um, why, why are you angry with him? Um, because he just hasn't been there. You know, he he. He basically relinquished a lot of responsibility of Archie when he broke up with me. And I said to him, I said that this won't be good for Archie and it will probably kill him eventually um, because it's upheaval for the dog. And I also said, you need to spend as much time with Archie now because he won't be here very long. I, I just knew. Um, and he kind of like didn't really listen, and now he's like, "Oh, I'm really upset that I haven't spent loads of time with Archie." And it's like, "Well, you wanted to go off and do your stuff. I took on the responsibility of Archie. That you know, you didn't seem to want responsibility of him, and now because he's dying, all of a sudden you want to help out. Um, yeah. And that's not cool with me. You know, that just doesn't sit right with me at all." Um, you relinquish responsibility, then that's on you. So that's just made me quite angry in the fact that, you know, he he kind of, I was really mad at him because I feel like he's running away from the problem. Like the, He's been running away from all of this for months and he's running away from this now. And it's like, you can't run away from this. This is life. You, you know, this is life and death. People die, animals die. It's something you're going to have to face. Um, you've got to face it, you know, it's, yeah, I'm just very angry at sort of like the, it's just stirred up a lot of, you know, my very strong morals and feelings of unfairness and stuff are very strong again um, towards it. I don't, you know, I would never take Archie away from him, um, but at the same time, it's like, I also don't want him here. Um, you don't want Archie I don't with want you, him is it? No, I want Ar- I want Archie with me. I just don't want my ex sort of like hmm. being like, "Oh, I'm coming." You know, I'm going to come hug you and look after you both. No, no, that's not how it works. You know. Yeah. Um, and then there's going to be a, a discussion of I want Archie put to sleep here because I now feel that this is his home. My ex wants him put to sleep at his home because he says that's Archie's home. Um, um, when you say put to sleep, do the do the do the veterinarians in England call out and do it? Yeah, they will. Well, they're not supposed to because of COVID. But my vet is like on speed dial, um, and I walk her dogs and stuff for her, so she's like a friend, um, and she agreed that she would come out um, and do it at home because he doesn't, you know, I, 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 I don't, he doesn't like the vets. And if, you know, I just think it's nicer if it can be at home, but anyway, this is the stuff I have to think about. Um, um, when, because I don't, you know, when, when do you think, when, um, yeah. yeah. Um, 
I don't know. I am. Uh, I'm of the mindset like I was when he got diagnosed with lymphoma. It was like, right, okay, this is what we're up against. What can I do? Um, and I changed his diet. I, I, I cook for him. He eats better than me. Mm. Um, I give him all, everything that is cancer fighting. Um, so I've just sort of said, right, we'll just do what we do. We'll carry on doing what we're doing. The vets have said that he's amazing. The fact that he's still going is insane. Like he, he shouldn't be here, yeah. but he's still going. Um, and I've just said, I just keep an eye on him. I just watch him. Um, I've got a veterinary background, so I'm much more vigilant. I can see changes. This is probably why my intuition was telling me something was up. Um, he will let me know when he's, you know, basically the vet said when he starts sleeping a lot, doesn't want to sort of even just go out for a little wander or whatever, then it's sort of becoming time. So I'm just following what I've been doing the whole time, just keeping him as healthy as I can. But I also don't want to keep him going because it's, you know, because of me, you know, the selfish side of it. So it, it's a balancing act. It's very, very difficult because you, you don't want to go one day too late. Um, so, you know, at the moment, it's literally just to see how he goes for the day to day. Um, he's very, you know, since Christmas Eve each day, he, he's just got more and more tired and he sleeps a lot now. But he still gets up, still wags his tail, still says hello, still goes out like a potter. Um, so, he, and they said he doesn't seem to be in pain. Right. So, you know, that, 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 that's good that he's not in pain. Um, because if he was in pain, then I think it would be sort of like a, a decision that would be made sooner. Um, so, yeah, it's just uh, riding the waves of emotion at the moment. And um, they come quite strong. Um, and I'm just sort of like, like sitting with them and letting them come and being sad and uh, crying and, you know, letting letting it be. Um, not wanting really anyone around me. I just, you know, because, you know, my friends are all like, oh, God, we'll come round. And I'm like, no, I just want just me and him, you know, just some time, mm. get my head around it, uh, you know, see see what's going on. Um, it's very difficult. It's like, I just feel like, you know, if there is a God, like, why is he kicking me in the teeth? <laughs> it's just it's very hard not to feel that way um and a lot last night there was a lot of you know i don't deserve this why is this happening to me like i don't deserve this there was a lot of that last night um feeling very sort of like that you know sort of sorry for myself and everything and yeah so it's um a tough emotional day yeah um trying to be rational trying to be that's hard you know trying it is hard to be rational in times like this especially when your dog is yeah dying you know yeah i mean i'm trying you know i'm trying to be rational with my ex 
because it is his dog as well and then he makes me angry and then he instead of realizing he's triggered me and just saying okay i've triggered you cool if you're going to attack me fine if that makes you feel better but he doesn't you see he'll attack me back so then it's like no i can't deal with this like this is not the subject at all why are we why are we diverting back to this i don't want to talk about this i wanted to talk about the dog um so that's been really really hard um him sort of (laughs) he's been playing the victim quite a lot today and i'm like no no i'm not having any of that thank you very much who's playing Um, Derek or your ex my ex right Yeah, he's, um, you know, oh, I was up all night looking at photos of all three of us and really, you know, so sad and I was crying and I'm thinking, okay, great, why did you not do any of this when we broke up? Um, And is his partner, current partner, aware of him saying these things? Yeah, well, she's been isolating. She's there. She got it too. So she's been with him for, well, 10 days. Yeah. Um, so it's all very strange. Um, and I sort of said to him this morning, I was like, when I phoned, sort of said, I'm dropping the dog off, I'll let you know. And, everything. and he was like, well, I was up all night looking at photos and I was really upset. And I was looking at all three of us and there were so many memories that I forgot about. And I'm like, why are you doing this now? Why did you not do this five months ago? Also, you're not on your own. You've got your new partner. You've got someone to hug and to cry into, you know, and to be emotional with. I don't have that. Don't be doing that. That's not, it's not on. It's not the time to be doing that right now. Um, And then, you know, that just really really upset, you know, that completely and utterly triggered Derek because he was like, what's he doing? Like, why why is he doing this now? Um, So, you know, I had, I was just very clear with my ex and was like, it's kicking off. I am not talking to you anymore. Um, and I, I think I understand Derek's anxieties because he's been very anxious for the last sort of few days. And I think it's because of the dog. I think he knew. Um, as much as he's not overly keen on Archie, I think Derek knew that something wasn't right. Was kind of trying to tell me, but in his backwards kind of way, wasn't quite telling me. <laughs> Um. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's like you say. It's really hard to be rational at, at the moment. Um, of course, it is. It's you know, it's a very emotional time. I you know, I just look at him and like, he's fast asleep now, and just think, when, when do I know? You know, how do I work my life around him? make sure he gets the best care. Um, but I still have a life, you know, still got to mm. work and all of that. It's, yeah. It's a big responsibility. I mean, he's, I mean, I haven't really got much sleep since Christmas Eve because I've been up with him most nights because he just, he's very unsettled right. in the night. He's up and down and he wants me and he, he's, he's clingy and, I start in bed and then I end up on the sofa because he wants to come in the living room. So I haven't, I've had very broken sleep for quite a few days in a row, um, which isn't helping um, because I'm just really tired. Yeah. And tell me, uh, 
What is the difference? Now, don't shoot me when I say this. Mm-hmm. What is the difference in now, next week, two weeks, three weeks? Wish, <sighs> wish, wish, um, you know exactly what I'm trying to say. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know yeah, what yeah. I mean? And, and the reason I'm saying this is this, right? This is the reason. I'm on the outside. I'm not, I'm not experiencing this. You are. Is uh, three weeks from now, your mental state could be disastrous. And I'm thinking the dog goes, then you go. Yeah. You know the type of way? Because yeah, yeah. you're thinking of the dog and I'm thinking of you. Because, and it's not that I'm not thinking, we have a dog. And as I said to you, I'm dreading the day. I'm dreading it. Because I know I'm going to have to be the one to do it. Yeah. But there's also a balancing act. On the time when it comes for me to do it, I have to balance my mental health because my family depend on me. Yeah. With the dog's level of suffering. And that has to be taken into account with yourself as well. Yeah. Um, and that is what I'm worried about um, because um, sort of like mentally I have already declined a fair bit. Mm. Um, I've started, you know, self-harming again. Um, kind of, you know, just uh, a coping mechanism. Um, so I am aware of that. Um, but I'm also... Because of my veterinary background, I'm also aware of, I don't want to send him too early if he's not ready. Um, it, it's, it's, it's going to be a very, very difficult balancing act for me. When, um, you know. No, and again... You know, I'm I'm going to come across as cold because I don't know. Mm-hmm. When when it's time, when a dog is being euthanized, do they know? Yeah, I think they do. Right. So in other words, when he's getting the injection, he knows. How long does it take for when the injection goes in that they, they die? It, it depends. Um when you say do they know ones that are ready to go go very peacefully and can go within sort of five minutes okay ones that aren't ready to go will fight right um and it can take it can be quite distressing okay um because they're like no i don't want to go yet um and and i'm ignorant to the injection the injection what does the injection do it's basically, um, it's anaesthetic, so it's just an overdose of anaesthetic, and it just stops, it just stops their heart. Right, so um, I've had, I've had four anaesthetics in my time. Um, you're gone within 10 seconds, like. Yeah. You know, and they I'd, do it. I'd imagine with a dose like that, you'd be gone within five seconds. They do it quite gradually with. With, with dogs right okay um so it's 
a little bit of a quite I mean my old family dog so mm. I mean Archie's my first dog my own but when we had our old family dog put sleep um Sandy I held her in my arms whilst she was put to sleep because nobody else could do it no one else could be there um I also helped one of my customers elderly dogs be put to sleep as well because he couldn't sort of deal with it so it's a very if they if they're ready to go it's very peaceful it it really is but yeah. I've also seen the flip side where they don't want to go and they fight it and then you just that you see their eyes and they see like you see them going what 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 are you doing to me I'm not ready to go yet right okay um and my my family dog was very clear she kind of she was just sat in the morning just staring at the wall in her own mess, which, mm. you know, never happened. And I came down in the morning and she, she was just staring at the wall and I sort of like, she checked out basically and I just looked at her and I just said, you're ready to go, aren't you? Mm. Um, and she she was, you know, she, she went very peacefully. Um, as he is, Archie, my dog is, a fighter by nature. Mm. Um, so this is what I think is going to be very difficult is that I don't think he'll ever feel ready to go. Mm. Um, I mean, that's what the vets have said. The vets are like the fact that he's still knocking around, you know, he's still here is a miracle. He shouldn't be here with all the things that are wrong with him. Um, and yet he's still going. Um, and you wouldn't say he was 13. Most people were amazed when I say, oh, yeah, he's 13 and he's got this and he's got that and he's on, like, 50 million pills. Mm. And so he is, by nature, a fighter. Um, and I really hoped that he would sort of tell, you know, let me know and be like, I'm ready to go, but I just don't think he will. Mm. Seeing him how he's been, like, the past few days, he's slowing down and he's getting tired but he's still fighting um so it's going to be very difficult it's going to be a very very fine balancing act you know between me and him like looking after my mental welfare um and looking after him and navigating the ex well because you know he was like well you know he's having an operation himself in two weeks so he's going to be a, mo a mobile so if anything does happen it is all down to me um and that's a lot you know that's a lot of responsibility to take on and i will do it but it's i i do worry i do worry about you know i think you know i'll be able to do it it's afterwards, it's the aftermath when he's no longer here because he is my company, you know. Mm. Um, that's, I think, when I'm going to really, really have to watch myself. Um, I think, you know, decline could be very, very quick with, with sort of my mental state. Um, and that, yeah, it's you know it's something I'm thinking about it's something I actually spoke to my therapist today and so she's aware of it as well um we're all just sort of trying I say we're trying to put tools in place but I mean my part 
pretty at the moment is literally like my life has just been put on hold to look after my dog like it's like right I'm not I'm not socializing I'm not I'm just looking after my dog and as you say you know I can't do that for three weeks six weeks six months you know um I can't put my life on hold for that long so I, I don't know um uh, I'm hoping to get a response from the oncology vet tomorrow um, because I would quite like to have some sort of timeline to work to um, just for peace of mind really if they go oh yeah it's really spread he's got like three weeks and I can go right okay I've got three weeks with him oh, but at the moment it's so sort of patchy um, you know <laughs> Three weeks, six weeks, six months. I mean, gosh, you know. So, yeah, it's... um, And I'm selfish as well, you know. I'm selfish in the sense that I will, you know, be really sad and crying and hugging him and going, oh, God, please don't leave me. How could you leave me? You know, and it's the dog, you know. And he's old. He's in his, like, 80s in human years. and there's me going, oh, God, please don't leave me. I can't do this without you. And then going, oh, that's such a selfish thing to say. Um, yeah, it's, uh, but I knew, you know, it hasn't come as a surprise. And I think that's why I'm so mad at my ex is because I knew this would happen. I knew that it would take its toll on Archie. Um, I knew, you know, and yeah. It's not very fair on Archie, really. I mean, he had a you know lovely life, and then it all got kind of upheavaled. And one of, one of his you know owners was not well, as in me, and he didn't know what to do. And then then he was living with me, and then he didn't really see the other. You know, it was it's been very you know he's coped well, but it's never good. It's never good to you know they adapt, but. He's had to sort of like adapt a lot <laughs> yeah. to what he had before. So, and it's it yeah. is life. It is life. I know. You know, we're not in the same mindset. You're in a completely different mindset, and I'm not where you are. It's it is life. It's life. Like yeah, it is life. I know. I heard today of a woman. You know. Um, a woman, I don't know her, but she's kind of part of my wife's family. That um, her grandson died two or three weeks ago. Um, oh gosh! And now she has six months to live. The grandmother. So her wow. da- her daughter lost her son uh, three weeks ago, and now she's got news today that her mother has six months to live. That's just, that's life. And I I sound like a cold-hearted bastard saying this, right? But it's life. It is, it's it's not God, it's not the devil, it's it's just, that's just life doing its thing. And it's a bastard. It's, life is a... A, a bastard. Life is a pure and utter bastard. It, that's, it has no pity, concern, or remorse. 
it just is what it is. You know, I mean, yeah. you know, if if, uh, and that's life. You know what I mean? That's uh, it's life is just a pure bastard. There's a woman today who has still obviously grieving her son and now has to be anxious about her mother dying within six months. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Is there a God? Which, yeah. which, which, with that particular circumstances, um, I don't believe in God, so I don't think so. That's just life. Um, that is just life. As horrible and raw as it is, it it is just life. You know. Yeah. No. It. You know. And you know, like I went through that phase of, you know, this is really unfair. Why me? Why I don't deserve this? But you know, I know full well it is life. You know. Mm. Um, it's just the way it goes sometimes and it sucks and you know I just yeah it just sucks but I just hope that I'm strong enough to get through it you know and it's, it's he won't be my you know it's not that if you're, str- if you're strong enough to get through it it's if you have enough support around you yeah that's what I find if you don't have enough support around you it'll be an extremely difficult time. Yeah. And you'll either come through it stronger or you won't. Yeah. You know, and that's just a reality as well. It's like you either will or you won't. It's like I, the other day I heard somebody had the COVID and, um, you know, a person I know was really concerned and I said, they'll either live or they'll die. And I said, yeah. Jesus, you're a cold-hearted bastard. I said, I'm not. That's a reality. Yeah. They'll either live or they'll die. Because if you get into it, you'll get dragged into it. And yeah. you get dragged down and you get dragged into the, into the chaos of life. When in reality, that's as simple as it gets. You'll either get stronger or you'll get crushed. Yeah. And it's cruel. And, you know, I'm... I mean, as and I've said that before, fucking life has made me extremely hard. Mm. It has. My life has made me extremely hard. It didn't do anything other than make me extremely hard. Because I've seen, the more than you've seen, how tough life can be. And you have to kind of call it and go, this is either going to crush me or it's going to kill me. Yeah. You know? And that's what I was saying. You have to look at it and go... There's a point when you might be like so exhausted with this, you'll say, Do you know something? Fuck it, I'm going to go too. Yeah. And I'm saying this to you because there's no fucking way have you not thought about that. Uh, no. I, yeah. It's Yeah. It's gone through my head more than once. Hmm. Um, I think I even said to the dog at one point, when you go, I go. We'll have a suicide pact. You know, mm. uh, um, and these are so things yeah, you have to watch. Has. Yeah, these are things you have to watch because you're in a vulnerable, you're in a very vulnerable time. You know, and of course, I sound like a cold-hearted bastard, but somebody needs that level of coldness. I believe in life where they're actually not jumping in with you, going, "Life is shit. Life is terrible. Let's be miserable yeah. together." You need someone to fucking hit you a slap across the fucking back of the head and go, you're going to need to pull yourself through this one. 
Yeah. It's fucking hard. It's tough, but you're going to have to do it. Um, yeah. As I said, I'm going to be completely and utterly crushed on the day that I have to do it. And I've thought about it many, many yeah. times with our dog because he's about a year away from it, according to, yeah. you know, lifespan. He's about a year away. And, you know, I've thought about it many, many times. And there's no avenue that I come out of it, no matter how I plan it, where I'm okay. No. But I I know I'll have the support of my family. I know it'll be the right thing to do. I know the dog will no longer be suffering at that stage. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've, you know, same with me. I mean, you know, he's been poorly for over two years. So the scenario has been in my head lots, but the scenario was always I would have my little family, which was me, my ex, and, and Archie, you know, and my ex, would, we would be together to support each other when he went. Mm. Um, and then that's obviously all changed this year. So, you know, that, that's been really tough because it's like, oh, okay, right, I'm kind of doing this on my own now. And I don't want, like he was saying, uh, he will try and be all sort of like lovely lovely I'm here to care for you I'm here to look after you um, and I know that won't last because it's just the way he is yeah. um, and I don't get dragged back into that and then you know once it's sort of all over and done with and he's done he's like right see you later and just crushes me all over again so like you were saying you know I, I have to as much as it's really hard I have to try and be the stronger one to mm. say, right, no, this is what we need to do. Um, and this is what I have been trying to do. I have my moments, you know, when I'm on my own, I have my moments and I have my my emotions and I ride the wave and I allow the release. I allow myself to cry. I allow myself to, you know, waffle to the dog and the dog's looking at me like, what are you talking about? Um but at the same time, it's like when I do try and speak to my ex, I'm very like, this is what we need to do. Like when I called him to tell him, I didn't cry, you know, and he, he was crying and he's like, why are you not crying? And I was like, because I've got to be strong. I've got, if, and I said to him, I said, I've got to be strong because if I'm not strong, it'll kill me. Yeah. Um, and that's true. Well, I mean, a sign, you know? a sign of strength is to cry. Yeah. A sign of strength yeah. is being emotional about it. It's not like, like when I'm saying this to you, I'm saying this to you because I believe you need someone to be cold. You need someone to be yeah. a fucking rock. You need someone that is just going to be a complete wall that you can scream at. Um, yeah. And say, fuck life and fuck God and fuck everybody else. Because that's what people do believe. You know, fuck, I, I don't believe in God. So I don't believe I don't believe there is a, a, a man up there who's taken the time of his day to fuck your life up. I think yeah. this is just life. I think it's, it's a pure and utter cunt for some people. And for others, it's a pure and utter cunt. Yeah. Because <clears throat> I don't know anyone. As I just said, like, you know, the woman, I don't know this woman from Adam, 
I'm pretty sure she'd love if her dog was dying compared to yeah. her son and her mother. Um, yeah. You can be guaranteed there's someone somewhere else in the world that would love, not love, but they'd much prefer their son and mother dying than watching their whole family being massacred. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and it can go on and go on and go on and go on. Whereas it is life. It's like, what do I need to, like, what do I need to do? Who do I need around me? Are they going to be supportive? Yeah. As I, like, of course, I'm going to be fucking here for you. But you need to get something in place because as, as emotional as it is, you're going to need a plan. You're going to need yeah. a routine. You're going to need, you know, you're going to have to grieve. You're going to have to, you're going to, like, you, you know, you're going to feel terrible against your ex again. Um, yeah. You know, you're going to blame him, which is generally the rule of thumb. Um, yeah. When really it's life. The dog was sick two years ago. You know. Yeah. To get two years extra, according to the vets, is a miracle. Yeah. Which means it's just, it's time. It's just time. It's yeah. like, <clears throat> you know, it is just time. It's amazing when you look at life. Some people and animals last long, long times and some don't. Yeah. And. Well, I mean, yeah, he's, he's it for his breed. He's bang flat where he should be, really. Mm. Um, and, you know, there's a big, it's not even like that, you know, two and a bit years ago. He had thyroid cancer. He got through a six-hour operation, bounced back from that, then got lymphoma, and now he's got this. So he's really been through the mill. And, you know, I could say, Jesus Christ, my life's been shit. And I look at my dog and think, God. But, you know, he doesn't know he's ill. He's just like, oh, I feel a bit crap today. Oh, well, off I go. Um, and I look at him sometimes and I think, I just, you know, you are kind of an inspiration in that sense that you just pick yourself up, dust yourself off and go off and do your thing. You know, and yeah, that's that's what's amazing about him really. Is he just keeps picking over, but yeah. It, Maybe that's the message. Yeah. Maybe that's the message that he's trying to send to you is to pick yourself up and just do your thing. Yeah. You know. Which I will, you know, I like you say, I'm getting through sort of like this sort of like shock of it and I'm all, you know, processing it and I'm already getting in place sort of tweaking his diet, getting some more you know, sort of like nutrients into him, um, speaking to the oncologist, getting a routine in place. But, you know, so that, yeah, I mean, just do the best I can for him in the next few weeks. But, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to keep him going if I feel like it's not the right thing to do. Um and I said that to Max as well. I was like, if in the middle of the night it all goes horribly wrong, he's going, you know, he'll be going to the vets. I'm not waiting for you. I'm not having a discussion with you. I will put him in my vehicle and I will take him. Um, and that, you know, ultimately will be my decision because I'm here with him. I see it. Mm. I see his good days. I see his bad days. Um, so... And this, I and again, this is ignorance on my behalf. 
Is there a possibility of giving him a sleeping tablet and then bringing him to the vet? Yeah, you can get, you can sedate them. And I mean, that, um, that way then there is no awareness. Yeah. I mean, actually he has emergency opiates here because he, apart from all the lymphoma and the cancer, he's got a very bad back. And when he tweaks his back, he's in absolute agony, bless him. So he does have like emergency opiates that basically knock him out. Mm. Uh, so there's options. Um, there is options, uh, but I mean, they there is smallest, tiniest glimmer that it could, it might not be cancer, and it might just be a very bad like an underlying kind of pneumonia. Um, And that's what I'm waiting for the oncology. I want them to look at the scan and then because they see cancer day in, day out. So they've got more, you know, they'll look at it and be able to say, no, it's cancer or no. So, you know, it's a tiny glimmer of hope and I'm not holding on to it going, oh my God, you know, it might be this and he might live for another 10 years. I know that's not the case. But it's, you know... If oncology don't think it's the cancer, they think it's an infection, then of course there's treatment for that. Mm. Um, and I would be willing to, you know, give him the treatment with antibiotics, willing to give him the treatment and then rule out if he perks up and gets a bit better, then we know it was an infection rather than the cancer. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that sort of my plan at the moment and oncology should hopefully call me tomorrow with, with their sort of like their take on it um, and if if you know if they come back and say actually no we don't think it's, it's cancer we think it's this then we'll go down the route of treating it as a, as a sort of pneumonia um, and see how he goes but you know again it's it's I'm not doing it as a last-ditch attempt. I just want to make sure I've covered all bases, really. Of course. Um, and that's, again, that's just my instinct driving me, you know. Mm. Went like, oh, yeah, there's loads of lesions. I was like, well, he's been to oncology because of the lymphoma, is, you know, and the, my vet's is like two seconds up the road, and then the specialist cancer vet's is like 10 minutes up the road. So I was like, to send them the scan you know they know him they know Archie they know me send the scan get them to look at it second opinion it's not harming anyone by doing that so yeah so plan is that at the moment um, and we'll go from there you know and I, yeah we'll see we'll see it's mm. a very small small glimmer of hope but you never know you you never know um so yeah i mean even you know even if they come back and say oh we're not sure we can try the antibiotics again you know he's on such a clean diet that antibiotics don't they're not too bad for him Mm. um because his diet is ridiculously clean i mean he probably well he he eats basically what i should eat (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah. It's a well fed dog in 
in the world, probably. It's amazing. Um, it's, isn't it amazing how we look after more of others than we do ourselves? It's a true reflection of what yeah, we think of ourselves. I, well, if, yeah, it does. You know, people, friends have come in my house and been like me, like the um, locusts are going, and go, oh, is that your dinner? And I'm like, no, it's the dog. Yeah. And they're like, yeah. oh, okay. <laughs> you know. You 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 would have with a tin of pedigree chum over in the corner. That's my dinner. Yeah, I'll be on the pedigree chum, and he's got yeah, yeah. yeah turkey mince and vegetables and spinach and mm. yeah. Um, but yeah, you know it. I think you know it just that's just the reflection of me, though. You know that I I will do anything in my power to look after my dog and then when it comes to me I'm just absolutely rubbish at looking after myself so yeah um, self-care is going to be something I'm going to have to really look at as well absolutely because yeah I, I yeah like you said earlier I've had suicidal thoughts already you know I was mm. like Jesus Christ how the hell am I going to cope without him like what and like what is the point of me even being here if he's not here and having to then go, No, 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 I'm not sitting in that thought. You've got a business, you know, you've got a family. So yeah. Um yeah. In, in but you know, I am more of an animal person than I ever will be a huge like a human, a people person. So anyone that knows me well knows that I care about Archie more than anything in the world. I know him better than mm. any creature on this. Um, and that's why it's so much more difficult because it, he is like my family. Mm. Um, and yeah, he's been with me for 11 and a half years. I rescued him. I walked into a traveller site and paid money for him and nice. took him away with me. Um, you know, he's, he's uh, yeah, he's been such a huge part of my life and he's been, you know, the kind of anchor through all of the crap that I've sort of been going through in the last few months as well. He's the one constant that I had. The one thing that didn't change, you know, because he... It, He's a dog, you know. He has his routine. He he still needs to be fed. He still needs to be walked, and that kept me going. Really, um, that kept me here. And without so, Archie, what have you done to keep you here? Well, yeah, that's what I worry about. Hmm. See, that's what you I have do to worry think about. about. <clears throat> you know. Yeah, I do worry about that very much. So, mm. um, you know, of course, I have family um, and I have friends, and and I have to think about that. I have to say, you know, I have people around me that do care about me, so don't forget about them mm. because they are there. Um, I lost a. I say lost, but a friend of mine years ago, he he took his life, and it's his to take. It was his life; it was his to take, and it's a hard thing to say. Mm. To this day, I still get a pain in my heart when I think about him. Yeah, and that's um, over five years ago, and 
Yeah. Like, if I get a, a pain in my heart, we weren't overly close. When I say friend, we were friend, friendly, friendly. Um, but if the impact of what he did to me is what I feel, I can only imagine what his closer friends feel and his family feel. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> if you were to scale, you know, his closest friend being a hundred percent, I was probably only twenty percent. Yeah. And I can definitely tell you, I get a pain in my heart every time I think about him, which is most days. Especially, yeah. especially when I'm mixing paint for some reason. Um. So, the reason I'm saying this is is because. That's what happens. It's your pain becomes somebody else's. Yeah. And that's just the reality of what happens when someone takes their own life. Is their pain is no longer theirs, but somebody has to take it. Yeah. Because if if that's the thing about energy, it doesn't die. So if it's abruptly ended, well someone has to take that energy. And it's gen- a ripple effect. <clears throat> yeah. 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 And generally, the, the closer people are to the circle of that person, the more intense that energy is towards them. Like, people don't get over suicide. That's the one thing I've learned over the years. They don't get over it. Yeah. But there's yeah. no recovery from suicide. There's no stage where somebody goes, ah, do you know something that we're better off? They just don't get over it. That's just the reality of life. You know? Yeah, no. Um, I mean, I've been through it. it, it I agree. I lost my best friend in 2015. Mm. Um, so I've been there and I think about her every day. You know, mm. like, every, um, I think about her and... I don't think you ever really stop grieving. Um, yeah, so, yeah, I've had my fair share of, of that. Um, so, and I, yeah, it's, 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 it's just reminding myself when I get into that sort of state of, you know, what, what is there after Archie? It's just having to remind myself that I do have friends. I mean, all day my phone's been going off with people asking, how's Archie? You know, yeah. what's the news? Are you okay? So they've, you know, they've proved, you know, it's been, you know, it's proven to me that the, the people out there that care, you know, they, you, they want to help and they don't, you know, and I was like, you know, I just said, you know, thanks everybody this is the situation, um, but I just want to be, you know, me and him tonight. I don't want mm. anyone, um, you know, so, but I, you know, I will make sure I reach out because, it, you know, sort of since, well, I spent Christmas Day with my family, but sort of since then, I, it's just been me and Archie because I've known that he's not been well, so I've been caring for him and looking after him and, and isolating myself quite a bit and then obviously getting the news today and then just thinking, right, okay, I can't keep isolating myself because I'm just going to go really downhill. Mm. Um, 
So now I know the news. I know I know the sort of state of play. I know the plan to an extent. I need to reach out and say, "Hey, can I pop around for a cup of tea? I just really need a chat," you know. Yeah, and you see, that's it. It's, it's no more than you know. Today, when I was texting you, you know, and you have people around you. You, know, mm. you have you. You could have said, "No, fuck off." I'm, you know, I want to be on my own, and that's fine. And I'll text you again tomorrow and see how you are tomorrow. And you do need that. You need people around you that you know will will be there when the shit hits the fan. Yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they, ha- you know, they've all, you know, I've had lots of people message me and want to know, and because they all know, they all know that you know Archie is my world. You know. Yeah. He's yeah, you I, know, so a lot of people know him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. See, that's it. That's it. I've a, I've a mad story. I'm going to tell you. Um, okay. Yeah, <clears throat> I have a brother called Patrick, and my sister yep. Margaret had a dog called Patch. Pat. And my sister had a stroke years ago, and she sometimes can't speak properly. Mm. No, she's not too bad, but sometimes her words get muddled. And the sister I was actually down with today, who lives in a different county, is very, very close to my brother Patrick. And my Margaret's dog, Patch, got cancer. And, um, you know, no more than yourself, I'll never forget it. I was crying at the time and... Yeah. When she was ringing me and, you know, we cried together, to be honest with you. And, um, but she rang my sister, Tina. And she said, um, Patch is cancer. And my sister thought, she said, Patrick. <laughs> and my sister said, what? Patch is cancer. And she goes... <laughs> Oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. And she fell to her knees, right? Yeah. And she goes, how long has he left? And my sister said, three months. And she started bawling, crying. And she lives in a different county. Like she, you know, it took us an hour and a half to go to her today. And she was on her knees and her her sons were like, what's wrong? She says, Patrick Patrick has cancer. And she says, where has he got it? And my sister says, in the face, which... Patch had cancer in the <laughs> face. Oh, God, oh, God, oh, God, she was saying. And where is he now? He's out the back. <laughs> We're going to put him in the shed. <laughs> she said, why are you putting him into the shed? And she says, well, I don't know what else to do with him. <laughs> and this was going on between the two of them. And to this day, I do call it the number one story of the Keys family because you couldn't get it any better <laughs> if you fucking tried. And Tina was crying at the fact that she was picturing Patrick, my brother, outside and <laughs> and, and my sister was just putting him into a shed because he had cancer in his face. And she couldn't understand why he was being put into a shed. <laughs> and when she was trying to argue with my sister as to why she wanted to put him into a shed, my sister said, but what else could we do? <laughs> that's where he sleeps <laughs> and then my sister said winner 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 what do you mean who winner 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 and she goes patch patch 
And then my sister, and to this day, I mean, that story is our number one story, I call it, because <laughs> just mental life. And and it was very sad when Patch died. And, and, and you know, even when Patch died, um, you know, we, we she was buried up in a field and my sister went up in the car and my mother followed up. <laughs> you know, my, my, my niece is getting married to a fella and, and he said... Oh, I seen the procession there today with Patch. <laughs> Two <laughs> cars going up the road into the field. And his death in a weird way was a very much comedy. Yeah. In the weirdest way, the dog's death was very much a comedy. And, and these stories are still told. I mean, I was only talking about Patch three, four or five days ago with my sister. Going, you know, in all fairness, that is easily our best story. That of all the madness our family went through, the very fact that, like, Patch's cancer and my sister <laughs> completely <laughs> picked it up wrong. And, 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 you know, and we cried. And I loved that dog as well. And it was a, he was a lovely dog. He was a mad bastard. But why wouldn't he be being in with the keys? And. <laughs> And you know, he's dead a few years. I think he's dead about seven years now. Um, but there's still fond memories of the dog. Even yeah. Margaret, like Margaret, my sister, has a picture of Patch and a lovely poem beside him that yeah. her daughter, you know, my niece got. Um, my niece knows, for people listening, my niece is 36. Um, but the fact is, is... My sister has fantastic memories of a dog that she spent years with, walking, running. She wouldn't have had them memories if she never met the dog. No. You know, people are afraid to let go when really they'll always have the memories. And that's what keeps everything alive is memories. Yeah. You know. I mean... Yeah, I mean, Archie, like, without Archie, I wouldn't be doing what I do today as a job. Like, no way, you know. Mm. He drove my direction in life completely because he was such a nightmare dog when I got him. Mm. Uh, so he, you know, drove my the behaviour side of my work completely. Um, so he's touched your life. And we, yeah, I mean, we have so many stories about him because he was an absolute nutter when he was younger mm, mm. um which makes sense why he's my dog yeah um, yeah <laughs> just, God, he yeah. was nicknamed asbo dog because he was that much of a nutter yeah. <laughs> um there you, go. you know so many stories and you know laugh about him and i mean <sighs> My ex always said I should write sort of the short stories and make a book out of it because some of the stories are just insane. Like the first night we got him, well, when I rescued him, we put him in the kitchen as you do, and he screamed the place down. Mm. And then it went all quiet, so we thought, oh, good, he settled down. And then we got a knock at the door about four in the morning, and it was our neighbours with Archie. Um, and Archie somehow managed to open the window in the kitchen and get out. Right. Um, and we were like, oh, right, you can open windows. Imagine. Yeah, you're clever. Um, so there's so many stories, you know, that's the thing. Like, he's he's been a source of amusement very much so 
he's been my partner, you know. I mean, he was my training partner for years. He he was my, you know, I would put him in very difficult situations, you know. I'd be like, right, go and sort that dog out. Yeah. Um, and he's been retired a few years now. But, yeah, he's uh, he's taught me a hell of a lot, you know. I don't think I've taught him much, but he's definitely taught me a lot. Um, and even now, you know, like you're saying, maybe the way he is being with, you know, being unwell, maybe I need to learn from that, you know, pick myself up and carry on because this is exactly what he does. Yeah, um, like, I think, but I think like that. I think there's meaning because I want to find it. And that's yeah. the way I look at the world. I know I don't believe in God, but I do believe in meaning. I do believe in creating meaning. And I know, and I know I'm creating it. But at the same token, I like to create meaning. In other words, what's the meaning of this? Um, I would, uh, you know, as I said in, in, in the last podcast, I wouldn't be talking only for my wrist. Yeah. You know, this... There, there, if we waste what happens to us in life, then life is shit. Yeah. It's shit because we've done nothing with it. But again, the trees make great fruit from shit. Um, and that, I think that's the meaning of life, is that it is shit. And what are you going to grow from it? Yeah. Because that's what shit does. It makes people grow. Or it buries them. Ironically, yeah. you know, it, it can kill you or make you grow. And I prefer to grow from the shit that I get. And of course, yeah. I'm nowhere near the end of my shit and you're nowhere near the end of your shit. This is a very brief moment in your life. And the more, than, yeah. I mean, you know, in the more than, you know, years ago with Patch, my sister, in the end, wasn't even beside him when he died. Yeah. And it killed her. It killed her at the time going, like she wanted to be beside him, but she was working and the dog took bad and um, brought quickly to the vet and she just said, no, no, just, you know, you know, and put him to sleep, as they say. And and that was a difficult time for her because she wanted to be beside him when he died. Yeah. And she just couldn't. He just took bad and she wasn't there. And, you know, that's seven years on, but she still has fond memories. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But you'd never have yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. You'd never have them. If you, don't, if you don't come into contact with life, that's the thing about life is the price of life is to be hurt. But then you get to... Yeah. You've had the price of love. You know? If you didn't give yeah. a shit about the dog, it would be worse. You know, we were only talking today about like, you know, our dog sleeps in beside us. He's like a baby. When Amber, my daughter, was born, <clears throat> you know, a couple of months, we done our best to try and make sure. Like he slept with us from day one. And when our kids were born, they never slept with us because we had a discussion going. Well, he's kind of always been there. He knows he's been there. If we take him out now, he's going to know it's because of the children. Yeah. So he's always slept in our bed beside us. Um, and even when Amber was born, like a couple of months later, she was in a onesie with a fluffy hood and in a pram. 
And then one day I put him in the onesie with the fluffy hood and the pram. <laughs> and we were only talking about this today. And I was walking up the town, bringing him for a walk. And the little bollocks lay in the buggy like a baby. Because he's like a baby. <laughs> and women, for some reason, love men pushing buggies. They think it's whatever. <laughs> and they had this natural smile when they seen a man pushing a buggy. And they look in. And it's a fucking dog lying exactly <laughs> like a baby. He didn't move. Like, he just lay there with the fucking head sticking out. No. He was delighted to be doing this. Now, <laughs> God forbid when he dies, hopefully not next year, but he is going to die. These are the memories I'm going to hold on to. Yeah. You know, when when we got to bed every night, how, you know, he, he tucks himself under your arm and snuggles in like a baby, and he just lets this big, <sighs> yeah, I, big know, sigh. And I go, yeah. tough day for you too, was it? <laughs> yeah. Just not sure if you made the mortgage this month, or, you know, the electric going to be turned off on you, was it? You know, <clears throat> and these are memories. I wouldn't, now, on the day he is going to die, I know it's going to be me. Would I would I turn back all of the memories and take it away and never experience what I had with with Marley for them few moments that he's going to be put to sleep? I'd do it all again in a heartbeat. Yeah. No, yeah. I, yeah. Same. I mean, yeah, I mean, Archie sleeps with me in the bed. I mean, he never slept in the bed um, in the previous home. But when I moved here, I was like, yeah, come on. Yeah. So, you know, we, yeah, and he is, yeah, I mean, he's my, my best friend, really, you know. So, so like you say, you Though, you know, he wouldn't have those memories if it wasn't for him. And I'm ever so grateful that he has lived as long as he has. You know, he yeah. shouldn't have really. Mm. Um, but he has. and Maybe, yeah. and I know this is mad, maybe he knew what was coming and needed to be there for you. Yeah. You know, maybe he, I know, I know it's all hypothetical. And this is where you can draw meaning. But we don't know if the animals on the planet have a higher sense of consciousness than we do. We seem to think that we're more superior than everything on the fucking planet. Maybe <laughs> his meaning was to hang on to make sure that you got through to where you are today so then once he knew you were okay, he could say goodbye. Yeah, I wouldn't, yeah. I believe in all of that and I, I believe they do do that and that's what I said to you mm. know when I was crying my eyes out with him last night I said don't hang on for me mm. I will be okay you know yeah yeah and I'm sure they do you know he's fully aware of how I feel he's fully aware of my moods and you know when I get stuck in the bathroom he lies uh, at the bathroom door and he'll you can sort of hear his nose under the door sniffing just to make sure I'm still there right okay. um so he's very, very aware of, you know, and I've been obviously crying and everything and he's sort of like coming up to me and going, why are you crying? He's like, I'm crying over you. Yeah. You know, he's, yeah. uh, you know, he's very aware of my emotions and picks up on it very much so. 
Um, but, you know, I don't want, you know, that's why I said to him last night, I was like, don't be holding on to me, you know. Well, you know, I will be okay. <laughs> so. And that's the thing, you, you know, you will be. It won't be easy, but you will be okay. Yeah, it's going to be really hard, and I know it's going to be really hard, but I also know that, you know, he's going to die. He's 13, he's old, he's a dog. Mm. They don't live as long as us, unfortunately. So, Did you ever hear the story of... about the little girl who, when the dog died, they were asking, why, does, why do dogs not live as long as humans? And the little, no. Yeah. <clears throat> it's a remarkable story. A dog died. I don't know how true it is, but it's remarkable one way or the other. And when a dog died, they were kind of talking about why do dogs not live as long as humans? And this little girl said they don't need to because when they come, they already have so much love inside of them that they they don't need to live as long as humans. You see, humans need to live longer because they have to spend their life trying to find that love that dogs yeah. already come with. Yeah. And their job is to teach humans how to love. Yeah. And it was just, you know, remarkable that a little kid could come out with something like that. Yeah. You know? (laughs) The innocence of it, you know, the... Yeah, and that's very true, I think. I don't think they're meant to live as long as us. I think they're here, they teach us lessons, they teach us how to live and love and... And then they, you know, they move on. Um, and I know he—he's—he's he's my first, and he certainly won't be my last because I wasn't even looking for a dog when he came along. So I know the universe will send me another one at some point that's a renegade that needs help. Um, but I will have, you know, some time. You know, I suppose it sounds really bad, but I will, I, it, I will have a bit of freedom when he goes, mm. um, because you know he is a tie to a certain extent, and I love him to bits, and I wouldn't ever change that. But he is a tie, mm. um, so you know I will have a little bit of freedom once he goes. Um, as long as yeah, as long as the universe isn't like right, here's another one that needs your help. Yeah. Um, but you know that that will be what. We'll see what happens. Um, hmm. Yeah, so just just taking. Yeah, I think I can only just sort of take every day really, and just plan and yeah, and, just, and be sad when you're sad. Be yeah, you know, don't bottle it in and don't try and like. Again, I'm chatting to you, and I do believe I have to be called. And I'm like this. Yeah. This is what I'm like in situations where I will be completely like this, no emotion, logical. You know, and then I'll fuck off tomorrow and have a little cry for myself. Um, yeah. Being honest about it. And that's the truth. And that's how I deal with it in a sense of, you know, sometimes you need to be just rock for people and then fuck off and have a cry yourself when nobody's around. And... Yeah. My point is what I'm trying to say to you is that's life as well. That's just how I would look at the world. That's life. But you do need people around you. You do need people that you can, you know, and, and I'll be here when fucking Archie dies and I can promise you that. Um, <laughs> And I know it's not going to be fucking easy on you and all that sort of stuff. You know, no more than Margaret. I mean, 
was bawling my eyes out when Patch died. You know, because it was so sad when for my sister to lose her friend and it's a horrible time, especially animals, because they're like fucking babies. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, he's... I uh, I pr- he probably understands me more... <laughs> more than any human. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, it, yeah, I, yeah, I get him and he gets me and... They say there's always one dog that's sort of like that steals your heart, and it doesn't matter how many dogs you have for your life. There's always that one special one, and he's definitely that one. Yeah. He was such a little shit for him as well. Mm. Um, but yeah, he's. Uh, I just gotta process it and understand that you know. I ha I will have to make that decision at some point. I don't want to prolong it. It's not fair on him. Yeah. Um, and be sensible about it. Um, and not ruin my head because of it. Um, and he, you know, Archie wouldn't want me to do that anyway. He'd be yeah. really upset. If, you know. Yeah. I must be really sick and unwell because of him. He'd be like, oh, for God's sake, this isn't the point. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to have to have, you know, whenever he comes out of isolation, gets a negative COVID test, we will have, I will have to have a conversation, sit down conversation with the ex and say, right, this is the plan. Um, and this is what's going to happen. So, and just, yeah, because, you know, he's as much as, you know, my ex drives me mad, he's still a co-owner and um, I want him to spend time with Archie before Archie goes because it's just, you know, he'll just regret it otherwise. It'll be awful. Um, So, you know, that's something I need to think about, but I need to be in a more rational state of mind because at the moment it's just like, yeah, Derek gets quite, you know, don't talk about the dog like that and, and then we'll bring bring up the whole break up and it's like that's not got anything to do with it. We don't want to go back in circles. Mm. Um Yeah, it just it just frustrates me that he seems more sad about the dog dying than the break up. It's like, right, okay. Says it all really. <laughs> yeah. But you see, look, I always say in times of death, nobody's thinking straight. No. And that's the thing about death is nobody thinks straight because we're not used to it. It's not something that happens on a daily basis. Um, so I, I, I tend to be a little bit more forgiven towards people in times, in times like this because they're not thinking straight and everyone's on edge and they're picking up on things and just, you know, you said, like, you know, I remember when my father died, one of my siblings said, when are they bringing the body? I just went, yeah. it's not a body, it's your father. And I yeah. don't even remember saying that, and they said it to me. And, um, you know, that's life. And I, I don't have anything against my sibling who said that. In times of death, nobody thinks straight. So it, it's a good time to be mindful of yourself. And it's a good time to be mindful to make sure you don't do anything or say anything that could 
further to hurt. You know, further yeah. on. Because it's easy blame. And it's easy, you done this to me. When really life is just life. This is just another phase yeah, of life. Yeah. You know, in 20 years yeah, from now, you'll be... Yeah. 20 years from now, you'll be a yeah, different person. I, yeah, I know. And I was like that this morning. I was like, ah, fuck you. You put me in this situation. And it's like, well, actually... No, because the dog's 13. Mm. <laughs> you know, and but it's it, it's easy to try and deflect it. I mean, it was more deflecting it because Derek was getting in my head and it was like I just needed to vent. And if he could just not reply, if he just allowed me to vent and be like, ah, fuck you, I fucking hate both of you, and just that was that, then that's all I needed. But, of course, he has to come back with something. That's just um, your nature. The two of you were like that all yeah. your lives. You know? Yeah, I think, yes, yeah, the thing, you know, and I sort of, when I, when I was more rational, I said, I was little, I thought, look, I'm only attacking you because I'm just trying to process what's going on. You know? Yeah. It was like, all you have to do is ignore it, but it's not in your nature to ignore it. And, so, and this is why you're not together. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's not in your nature. It's just not. It's no. you know, you're 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 you love throwing rocks at each other. You know. Yeah. Yeah, I think this is the thing. It's a, you know, yeah. It's he attack, I attack, he attack, mm. I attack, he attacks. Yeah. So. Yeah. So oh, it's. Uh, yeah, and this is what makes me apprehensive about him, you know, what, you know, because he was like, oh, I really want to come and see you and Archie. And I was like, well, actually, once you're clear, I'd rather bring Archie to you. Because um, this is kind of like my, my little area with Archie, and I don't want to bring you into it. Um, and I don't want, I don't want that kind of close dynamic, because that's not what we have anymore. Mm. You know, I, I'm more than happy for him to spend time with Archie, but I'd rather say, right, I will bring Archie to you. We'll do a drop-off in the garden. This is all the pills he needs. I've written it all up for you. You have, you know, you spend the time you want with him, and then I'll go off and, you know, do some self-care or whatever. Um, because, you know, he was like, oh, but only if you're not on your own. Like, I want you to have Archie. I don't want you to be on your own. And it's like, well... I, you know, as much as I love Archie, taking care of him at the moment is like a 24-hour job. You know, I'm like a nurse 24-7 at the moment. Um, so it wouldn't be a bad thing for me to have a little bit of time on my own mm. um, to grieve and to process and to, to do all of that and knowing that then he gets to spend time with him as well and I can have, you know, a little bit of that time to do my thing. Um so, yeah, but, you know, he's like, I just don't want you to be on your own. I just don't want him coming here. You know, he's like, I will come to you. And I, and I was like, I don't want hugs. I don't want your affection. Mm. I don't want that. I just need you to be there for Archie. I don't need you to be there for me. Because I don't want to get dragged back into that. It's just too complicated. Um, and I always knew that this would be the situation where I could potentially get dragged back into the mess. So I'm very aware of it and it's 
you know, don't want to be dragged back in. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. No, no, you don't. And you, 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 I mean, look at how rational you are about it all. I mean, even in your emotional state, you can see what's happening and you're making conscious decisions on that. So, I mean, that's a good, that's a good sign. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've been, you know, I've, I have my moments, but yeah, I have mm. tried very hard to um, be rational about it and think rationally and think about myself and my mental health. Um, and that's why, you know, I sort of got in contact with my therapist today and say sort of like, I know you're really busy, but can you spare just, you know, half an hour because this happened? Um, and I need to just talk about it and know what I can do to sort of manage it and cope with it and everything. So, yeah, yeah. so it's, uh, oh, it sucks, man, but it's life. It's a bastard, and that's, that is life. <laughs> yeah. It's a pure bastard, you know. But, look, I'm going to have to let you go as well. Um, I'll give you a text tomorrow and see how things are. Yeah, 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 please do. Um, what are you? Archie's just taking himself to bed. <laughs> right. It's a sign. Are you off to bed? He's just, yeah, he's Fair on, on. Bedtime. <laughs> I want to go to bed, please, Mum. Yeah, yeah. Right, okay. Yeah, thank you for that. No, I do appreciate I'll give you. A, I'll give you a text tomorrow. Okay. Okay. All right, thank you very much. Speak soon. Good night. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.